Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guessed it, the MTR Network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. For free 99, we're back. Big college football weekend, weekend behind us. Uh, recording this, of course, as we always do, Sunday before the NFL games. And I've got someone who, like me, could not care less about the NFL games. <laughs> I care. I, I will say this. I do care. I'm watching more now. Well, okay. back when I used to have a television show every day that I had to do NFL and college, I cared a little bit more. And then when they canceled my show and told me two hours before the show was canceled, um, I care a little bit less now. So because that's not how business is supposed to work. But exactly. at the end of the day, I still try to tune in. I am invested in what Bryce Young is doing because I'm here in Charlotte, obviously. And um, I got to have something to talk about people when I go to the Harris Teeter. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I go out on these runs every day and I see how many people instantly have put up Panthers flags. And I'm like, man, they are terrible. <laughs> Not the people, the Panthers are terrible. Yeah, I know, no, I know what you meant. <laughs> it's, but for me, so, like, I've become, because I've been so betrayed by the Falcons. Yeah. I've become the most casual of fans. Like, I'm all in on the Sunday night game. If it's a good game, like, it has my sure. attention. If it's not, then it's easy for me to tune out. But, like, yeah, I've been, the other thing is, the dogs have been so good to me the last two years on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Why would I let the Falcons ruin my Sundays? Yeah. Do you think they're good to you now? We're gonna. Can we talk about it? We're gonna get. I've got stuff. You want to wait? You want to wait to get to it? I, you tell me, man. It's your show. It's not it's, mine. It's it's the first college football topic I have. Okay. I you know look, look here's the reality. You know you bring me in here because you know I'm All gonna right, rain see, on your yeah, parade. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. That's honestly that's why I had it first. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Georgia look. Oh, first things first. If there's a team in the nation that wants you to be like, yeah, September's weird. Look at us now. It's Georgia. Yes. Totally agree. I also think that there is a level of what's the I don't man God, I'm so dumb I don't know what the word is but it's it's like they it, sandbagging might be the word yeah um, yeah they they just they kind of just hang out for a little bit and then they're like oh by the way uh, we could be monsters if you we could be you don't know what yes. we're gonna be you have no idea we could do that. And I love, here's the thing, and I, I tweeted it yesterday, and, or I X'd it. I don't know what you call it anymore. No, you What's the difference? Don't, don't. You tweeted it. It's fine. I tweeted it. Kirby Smart arguing. Kirby Smart was up. They were up 40-something to, to 13. And yes. Kirby Smart was arguing about a call. And I was like, this this dude, he's the type of son bitch that will, he will play Monopoly with the kid. Mm-hmm. And the kid will be like, well, you have to buy four houses before you can get a hotel. And he's like, yeah, I can do it all at once if I have all the money. <laughs> so shut up, idiot. I love it. I love how he's like, he's, I mean, obviously Nick Saban's the same way. Bill Belichick's the same way. Like they're going to argue. I love that about Kirby Smart. I love Kirby Smart is one of my favorite college football coaches of all time. I love what he brings to the table. I just want him to stress himself. And we got to see him stress himself last night. And that was fun to me. Like that was what that's what they should be doing, right? They should be kicking in doors so, and beating the heck out of everybody. So was last week last year's Mizzou game? Like last year's Mizzou game, people don't remember, was literally like my worst nightmare as a Georgia fan. Like it was just mm-hmm. a really bad, poorly played game. Not very the, the guys never looked uh clocked in really, honestly. Right. And then they pulled it out. Auburn is weird in general. I sure. thought September Auburn wouldn't be as weird as October Auburn. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but they, they pulled it out, and then they came out here and beat the hell out of Kentucky. Like, a Kentucky yeah. team that had a – and I don't – at what point do we start discounting the Florida win? But they just beat the hell out of Florida last week. They ran into the ground. Yeah. They, they, they looked fantastic. Whatever you think about Florida, there's a level of talent there that is – measurable and comparable to the things that we would expect in Athens and Georgia just steamrolled them. My question for you, and this mm-hmm. is, you know me, I'm a yeah. fan in the way that like someone can love their car, but also constantly be tinkering with it. I love the Bulldogs as the kids and the idea, but like, 
if I had risen the ranks of coaching and really dedicated myself and become the head coach at my alma mater, if I'd gone back to Columbia as the head coach and I'd won two Ivy League titles, mm-hmm. and then I just hired all my buddies mm. in the leadership positions. Well, here's the thing. I don't mean to take us off on a tangent, but look at Dabo. Oh. Because that, he, listen, he getting fucked right now because he hired guys that he liked. See, because they like going to church? No, no, no. He's getting fucked because he ruined college football. He's the one who kept overpaying assistants to stay, ruining the market. I don't, that's not, but that's not, that's not their issue. Their issue is they have CJ Spiller as running backs coach. (laughs) That's true. They have Taj Boyd there. Like these guys, like guys he likes and they, he knows on Sunday they're going to show up at the, at the, at the, uh, you know, at the, 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 the steeple, right? Yeah. And those guys are not experts. No. I've talked to both of them. I like I like them both. Yeah. I did a whole I did a, an hour long show with CJ Spiller. Man, and I don't mean to speak I'm not speaking negatively of him, but he got a long way to go before he's like a like an Andre Powell. Andre Powell right. is a hell of a running backs coach. Right. That's the guy. Little you see him a little Popeye like that. He got a little Popeye, and he is he's a he's at Pitt, I believe, still. That guy can coach football. And I'm not saying that Mike Bobo and Muschamp can't do their jobs. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they haven't done their jobs at high levels, lots of places, some of them here at Georgia. All Mm -hmm. I'm saying is when I look up and it's a bunch of guys who played together leading the team, like the spring break 94 crew, like I'm just like, (laughs) "Mm." It's either going to be really good or really bad. And here's the thing. I've got – I've always had faith in Muschamp. Muschamp is, he's my guy because he, listen, I, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind saying it. That doesn't make me feel bad because Muschamp is, he's a psycho. Like he is he a true psycho. Coach. He can't be your head coach. He can't be your head coach. I agree with, 100% okay. agree with That's, that. He cannot be your head coach. As long as we're operating from that paradigm, I'm with you 100%. He can't be your head coach because he is a psycho. Yes. And what he's done is he's worked under, he worked under Saban for a while. Mm-hmm. And what he did was take all the saving stuff, and he was like, "I don't need to listen to he." He here's what I'm gonna say. He reminds me of me, because <laughs> Kirby has followed all of Nick Saban's rules. Nick Saban's rules came from Bill Belichick. Belichick's rules came right. from Bill Parcells. And Saban has followed all those rules. We have height, weight, speed requirements for every position. We have we have all these little things that we have to have all these boxes that have to get checked. And Muschamp is just like. Say less. And he's like, <laughs> actually, he doesn't even say it. say less. He's like, I'm going to do my, listen, what do we got? Do I, do I have a five foot eight wide receiver? Absolutely. Absolutely. Am I going to get a five foot seven, 160 pound guy to go do this thing? Sure. I will. Am I going to, do I have a system? No, no, we can play three, four. We can play four, three. We can play a three, three, five. We can play a two, four, a two, four, five. Like it doesn't matter. I don't care. I can do anything. I'll do whatever it takes. And I love that with him when he was at Florida, right? Remember, there were times that Florida had seven defensive backs on the field. And they were like – I don't think Florida fans remember that that time that fondly. Right, but they're looking at the entire team. Right. But, again, he can't right, be a head right. coach. He can't be – he, he shouldn't be a head coach. But as a defensive coordinator, a guy that gets seven DBs on the field, because those are seven of his best 11, I like that about him. Now there's going to be pushback with him and Kirby, obviously, because Kirby is like, no, we need the biggest guys in the game doing stuff. And your little guys that you like, you got to, no, not them. But football now, you got to have those little guys got to be doing stuff. I think that friction is where they can really, because truth, like, truth be kept, like last year was supposed to be the rebuilding year. This is supposed to be the boom year. But because of the way it shook out, mm-hmm. there was a bigger talent drain than you would have calculated for this season. Right. So, and then maybe not talent drain, experience drain. Experience. So, yes. You've watched it happen over September. Like I watched the stumble, I kept my mouth shut because I I thought they were reasonable stumbles. Like none of them were like assignment blow. Like the problems were all fixable problems. Sure. And then the Kentucky game, those first three drives, you're like oh oh oh. It felt like Bobo in the second half of the Auburn game finally was like, fine, I'll throw it to him. And then yes. all of a sudden, bingo. 
The whole, well, it's amazing what happens when you terrify a defense with the best receiver on the planet and the, how the rest of it opens up for you. Well, I just, I think Auburn, they, are y'all idiots? Like, are they idiots? I mean, do we want to, yes? Dude, that's, and I, 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 this is, it's coming out next week, but I said this on Hand in the Dirt. You've got to punch this dude in his dick every play. The last drive, Brock Bowers, you better put your hands all over him. You need to be molesting this guy. So, do you realize that he had the most yards he's ever had in a football game last week? And they didn't throw to him the third quarter? That's insane. It's absurd. This guy is so good. He's so good. Like, the fact that – and I went back and rewatched that game. The fact that Auburn wasn't going 19s right here, 19s right here, 19s right here every play – that's on coaching. That's coaching. It, I mean, that's that's what you and I have talked about for a long time is the the drain on people focusing on recruiting over actually being able to coach up these positions and maximize the talent. That's the one thing that you and I agree on with Georgia for the last few years is they've really maximized the talent. Yeah. And this was like you it said, takes them longer than I want them to, but yeah. Yeah, they've got they've gotten there. It's been a it's been a journey since you and I have known each other. But yes, they've gotten there. Yeah, but this team, I mean, scoring 51 this past weekend, that's amazing. They got the they got the job done. They did what they're supposed to do. They 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 look like a team because there was like coming into last week, I was like, mm -hmm. Georgia should probably be what two, maybe three. Washington should be number three. Washington should be number one for sure. They are amazing what they're doing. And then you gotta get in there and get in that mix and figure out where you're gonna put these other teams. I don't think Michigan's as good as 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 as, as um so, some so other let's, folks. Let's do this. Let's leave the team that I love and and, and actually hurts my feelings. Um, also, quick note: other teams I love. Columbia beat Marist sixteen to nothing. Go Lions. Yes. Um, Roar Lion. Uh, let's start with Michigan. They did what they're supposed to, do. and like it's a running gag now with me and Floyd and like all my friends really. The Big Ten football is yeah. a Ponzi scheme. Like every year, didn't go this year. We do a golf outing up in uh, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, right at the end, right at the beginning of October. Where do you guys go? Uh, it's right at Rochester Hills. I forget the name of the club. It's near. Oh, that's Rochester Hills. That's near Detroit. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I Hartzell just did a, a golf outing that was more like northern Michigan, but not like the okay. Upper Peninsula, but more northern. Okay. Yeah. And he yeah. said it was beautiful. You know, it's a great weekend. I get to hang out with all my friends, and it's, it's all the guys I play ball with. But every we always end up watching football after the golf outing, and I'm like, can someone please turn on an SEC game? And I'm watching, like, Purdue, Michigan State. I'm like, I want to gouge my eyes out. Can I please just watch Dude. watchable football? This is not fun for me. Dude, um, one, I think she's upstairs, but it doesn't matter. Michigan State is the most trash-ass team right now, like, <laughs> on and so off the bad. field. And she went there, obviously. So, you know, but she has, she's only watched a half of their football games this year. Who, like that's why how, would you invest any more time? She can't do it. And uh, I have but friends no, but, that are raising their children to be Nebraska fans. I'm like, free them, why? children of that curse. Free them. Yeah. It's all about breaking cycles. Because Michigan is. We don't spank our kids. Don't spank Michigan. them with Nebraska. Michigan is essentially the number two team in the nation. I don't believe – I'll never believe like, – I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, yes, if you woke up from a coma from the summer and you looked at what happened last, yesterday, you'd be like, okay, it's going to come down to Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State, Michigan. Weird. Like, as always. Like, that's sure. what you'd walk into. But are you a believer in this Michigan team? That No. It's, it's a bit more active of the – like, I've – he hasn't ruined this quarterback yet because you and I both know he ruins quarterbacks. No, I, it's not. It's uh, Minnesota. Like, here's the thing. There's, there's two things. One, let's, and this is the thing that does piss me off about college football is specifically like stat sheet scouts and box score scouts. I saw the game against Rutgers. I watched it. I watched all of it, man. 40 minutes. Rutgers was in Rutgers was in there it like swimwear, baby. <laughs> like, I don't care if you tack on those late touchdowns. I saw the game. I yeah. saw what that looked like. Yeah. And again, we talked about it with Georgia, Georgia, South Carolina, right? Georgia, Auburn. 
you need to see him turn it on against some quality opponent. And the problem for Michigan is they don't play a quality opponent until they get to uh, November 11th when they play Penn State. It, Ain't nothing on their quality. Felder, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's Ross dressed for less. No, it's do this every year. I was going to end up a top 10 team, and I'm going to pull my I, – I, <sighs> Hey, now, don't – hey, man, don't hand on my boys, though. I, I was eight last year, dog, when they played Michigan. And then played oh. Michigan, I was like, well, they played in the top ten Iowa team. I'm like, no, I have eyes. I've watched that team play football. This shouldn't have been I, eight. Listen, Iowa plays like a bunch of sick freaks, and I love I it. Hate it. I, I hate it. I love it so much. They average less than 22 points a game, and they're like, guess what? We only have one loss, you dumb idiots. And everyone who's like, they're going to fire Brad Ferris, like, you don't understand the, the the desires of his job. He may not hit that bonus, but the job is to do this. Yeah. This is the job. Next week they play Wisconsin. It's going to be horrible. You think, oh, my God. I love it. Un- I love, I love, it makes me, that's, dude, that shit turns me on. I love, what, like, I'm going to watch all of Iowa and Wisconsin, and I'm going to be like, yes, 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 yes. Because they're proving that, like, all you have to do really is stop the other team from scoring. You don't have to score. You just have to stop this. That, you're talking about doing the hardest thing in the hardest era to do it in. They play, the, they, play, they play the hardest football. They play the hardest football. <laughs> they the play hardest, football the hardest way. The hardest hey, listen, way I wrote to live. Down. I wrote it down because I got to do four hard downs. Uh, make sure you subscribe. It's Felder uh, at Substack. But I wrote it down. I wrote it. Um, here it is. Oh, am I on the right sheet? Yes. They play football the hardest way, and they're good at it. I'm sorry, but I like that. <laughs> Lincoln Riley's doing stuff the easy way. Did you see last night? What a issue for Brittany Burfran? Yep. Like, what are we doing? Like, I, I just, fell asleep I, before. I fell asleep before that shootout ended. But I hate everyone with, involved. I with hate Arizona, everyone involved. Yes. A shootout with Arizona. I hate everyone involved. That's insane. It's insane that they force you that force they force people to do that. So so this is where and this is where I become a weirdo where it's like, is Caleb Williams number one overall pick? I'm like, maybe. He's clearly a good quarterback, but is he leader guy? What do I mean? A leader guy wouldn't let his defense be this bad. Right. Here's, a so here's leader, the thing. Like a leader, this wouldn't happen to like a leader guy. I got a text from my buddy Eddie. He works for the Raiders now, but he played at Iowa, or excuse me, played at Illinois. Ooh, sorry. Played at Illinois when they had like Aurelius Ben and uh, Juice yeah. Williams. Played there. Played quarterback, played wide receiver there when they, when they went to the Rose Bowl. And he texted me. He said, is Caleb Williams good? And I said, I think he's got amazing traits. I think he he reminds me a lot. He's a taller Kyler Murray, mm. which is a good thing. That's a good – that's a great place to be in. Like it's, if, you're, yeah, if, if your kid was like, oh, he's a taller Kyler Murray, you'd be like, Oh, he's going to get fucking paid. Yeah. But I really do think, and the reason I, I bring up Eddie is because they play, he played for, I think, Paul Petrino. And so I was like, if if Paul or Bobby Petrino or Jeff Brom had control over Caleb Williams, boom. That, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. I just don't know how much I trust Lincoln Riley. Like, that's that's what I'm learning over the course of the year. I don't know how much I trust Lincoln Riley. I trust him to play easy football, get the best players, put him in space, score some points. Fuck all on defense. But so this gets into like the weird cynical version of football you and I talk about. Yeah. Isn't that the job at USC? What? To to, to, to light up the scoreboard, to get a couple spotlights, to have everyone looking at That's you. That's not what Pete Carroll did. The, the job isn't to win national titles. Pete Carroll won national titles while doing it, but the job is to get these spotlights. So I think two schools that are parallel are Florida and USC. Hmm. They want points. They want points now. They don't – listen, 17 to 14. I don't care if we win every game 17 to 14. Why are we not scoring 40? And Spurrier ruined that for Florida fans. USC, that's yeah. the flash and dash of Hollywood. But at the end of the day, here's what I'm saying, Paul. They had really, 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 really good defenses when Pete Carroll was there. Amazing defenses. Okay, so this goes Ray back Maluga, to Cushing, Clay Matthews, Leonard Williams. He was after, after Carroll, but they had dudes, mm-hmm. dudes that this got is drafted. What I talked about last week with Nada. 
is this a product of the portal reality where where the way you the way you build a program is the ground up is consistent inside that's, interior, we can talk about Dion too oh that's a whole other that's yeah. a whole other that's a no, that's you're a, you're that's right me for an hour talking the realities of this game but, you're right you're right to, here's the thing build something sustainable is not his that's not what he's selling is a sustainable build no and it's it's Man, that could grief. Don't get me on my philosophical. I'm gonna have to stand on my <laughs> philosophical high horse here, but it's a society, right? It's America. Right. It's a microwave society. You want everything now. You want it instant. You want it quick. You want it fast. It's fast food nation. It's it's you know instant grits. You know what grits taste really good? The grits that you have to cook for 30 minutes and actually make them instead of the ones that you take out and put in a microwave those the other grits are better that's how it works man you gotta stir them all the time so they don't stick to the bottom of the pot not the ones that you put it not quaker instant grits i don't get my grits from fucking quaker man i get my grits from a farmer's market and they're stone ground from 35 minutes from my house you know why because those grits taste better so it's just one of those things where you should plug in the dirt right now <laughs> it's a lifestyle podcast. It's a lifestyle podcast. Check out Hand in the Dirt. But no, but the thing for me is there is this rapid turnaround. And I guess we'll, you know what? Like, let's, I want to silo USC in a second, and then we can talk about Dion for a second. But it is a micro, this, everybody's about this microwave turnaround. And this also, I think we are so, I feel like Scarface now, her womb is so polluted. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like we are so polluted as a society in terms of what offense means, and I know we joked about it from an, an Iowa standpoint with respect to defense, but also Georgia with respect to defense, but between FanDuel, Daily Fantasy, whatever you want to call it, DraftKings, all, any fantasy football, defense is such a low thing that as long as people can see offense and see points, you throw that in with culture, the Hollywood culture in U- at USC. You throw it in with the Spurrier started culture, and then the Urban Meyer continued it at Florida. The idea, and that's why when I was talking about Muschamp, I loved that about Muschamp. He was like, "Man, we're just gonna win football games, man, and we're gonna let me tell you something. We're gonna we're gonna put Teddy Bridgewater in the dirt, and like literally, like it's one of those things where people don't appreciate that anymore. So coming out of this game. Like not even coming out of this, the 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 three overtime game. And by the way, thank you overtime rules for like at least shortening that up just a touch. But yeah. coming out of that game, USC is like we're undefeated, and I'm like, y'all no. suck, Stink. bro. Your defense is <laughs> trash, and you're okay with it. And that's the problem yeah. is they're okay with it. Everybody's they're okay with it. Elder, they're not just okay with it. That's the plan. That is, this, like, this is the plan, but that, but that for me as a Georgia fan is why, like, I'm all for, I'm all for y'all making those decisions. Sure. Because the the people with like the Ohio, the is gonna even out playing field. No, it's not. It's gonna expose what a blue blood truly is. What something yes. built on sand versus something built on stone truly is. Right. Because this is the, Georgia has comes, Georgia, Georgia has done Georgia dug footers. Alabama has dug footers, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, they are in there with a foundation. They got block walls in the basement mm-hmm. that, guess what? If somebody goes down, you know what? They'll go down to the basement, and they ready to rock and roll. Can I ask you something right now? Yes, sir. Because you talk about the depth of build, and there was a there was an investment group behind the college football team this year that said, and I quote, we, bought, we have the best line money can buy. That team won the lost the football game in the stupidest way I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm of course talking about the Miami Hurricanes. Now, <laughs> aside from the fact that Mario Cristobal's meathead ass lost the game the exact same fucking way in 2018 when he was coaching Oregon, Oregon. to Stanford, yep. I forgot about that until someone dug it up this morning. God bless people on Twitter. Felder. This is the single like I know I I joke a lot about really stupid unforgivable football. Yeah. Like first of all, if you fired him today for cause, I wouldn't flinch. Yeah, the cause would be being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, how do you let them kids in the eye ever again? Dude, 
I literally, I had, I, so here's what I do on my notebook, right? I circle winners and losers, right? So I circle winners and losers. I had to X out Miami <laughs> to circle Georgia Tech. I was like, there's no way they're going to lose this game, right? And then I was like, oh, no. And I understand it's controversial with respect to the fumble. But you know what? Your defense should be good enough to get a stop. You know what? You should just take a knee, you meathead. Like, it's – I don't get it. Have you seen this? He doesn't take knees? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. What is he, trying to help his kid's stats? Who cares? Who cares? Mario. Don't expose yourself to problems. But it's also, here's the other part about coaching. Watching that play, watching that fumble, and I feel so bad for the kid, and I, I really wish. And honestly, I don't know what direction my career is going to go in. I'm actually writing a pitch up to do some consultant work to be like a talent coach. But I also am, I, I kind of would like to be a director in terms of like live live football specifically. Yeah. Because I'm so tired of the way that they show the game. And I think there's a much better way to show the game. And one thing I would do is not show a kid like Cheney who just did made it the worst play of his career. I would not show him over and over again crying on the sidelines. Like no, I would no, not. I, I would not do that. that. Like I I wouldn't do that. It just I just don't I it may it really it turned my well, stomach. It, it ties it ties back into what you talked about earlier in the rapidity of culture and you gotta dehumanize these people if you're going to act if you're gonna move that quickly, they can't be human. And you can't take the time to it's the thing the um Drew Holiday getting moved like that and his wife putting yeah. out that statement. Like that's that's reality. Like I know yeah. like right. you and I are, are men of a certain age, so we've watched kind of the callousness get baked in the culture, but there's a way to do business that doesn't involve like Cutting right. throats in the way that that you brag about over drinks later, like it's very strange. Right, pride just, in pragmatism. Like I just don't, I don't, I don't need to see, I don't need to see the injuries more. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see the kid crying on the sideline when he made the mm-hmm. biggest mistake of his life. I don't need to see those two things, and he doesn't need to have those things become memes on the internet. Like that's the part that right. people don't realize. He doesn't need to have that become a meme on the internet, where people are going to post him crying on the sideline because he knows that he fucked up. Like he knows he fucked up. You don't have to show him that he fucked up and then have it shown over and over and over and over again. That's why I like all 22. I like all 22 because it's none of that. It's the game. But yeah, it's it, it's just the game. And I love just the game. That's why I got into this. I didn't get into this to to deal with it. You know, a 19 year old who just made a huge mistake crying. Like right. I got into it because wow, what a play by that guy to get that ball out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then help his team get to a victory. I know it's going to suck for this guy. I don't have to watch it suck for that guy, but I know it's going to suck for him. Like, I've been there. We've all been there. And I've also been in this side, right? Like, I'll never forget when I was in high school, man. Like, that we were playing a team, and we were down. We were we were down by, by like, five points. And literally, one of my teammates got the ball out, and someone was laying on my legs and I couldn't recover it. And I slapped it to another guy and I slapped it to a teammate and he picked that ball up and we ended up, boom, we ended up with the drive to win the football game. And every single person in the stands was like, yes, yes, yes. And that kid that fumbled was like, oh my God, I felt so bad for him. I hugged him after the game. Right. And then after the game, my, my defensive coordinator, he's the only one that saw it. My defensive coordinator goes, that's a hell of a play, man. And I was like, what do you yeah. mean? He goes, he goes, you, you slapped the ball to chase. It was amazing. He goes, I've never seen anything like it. And I was like, thank you. And then we watched it in film and they were like, look at what, look at what Felder does. He sacrifices his body to get this. And it's one of those things where I want to celebrate this guy who did a good job for Georgia Tech. That's an right. amazing play. What I don't want to do is watch this kid be miserable when he's get he, he was the leading rusher for the game. He gave everything he had to give for that team. Mario Cristobal fucked it up, not him. Yeah. That's, what that's you're I, did, I, I didn't say the kid's name once. I came here to talk about Cristobal. This was yeah. a failure of coaching. He is a, that's a bad decision, indefensible. Yeah. yeah. Indefensible. And, and watching, God, what game was I watch, watching? The, watching the Oklahoma game. Yeah, watching Oklahoma, Watching Oklahoma and watching the way that they put that ball in the doubles every time. Yeah. And, oh, you know who else does that? 
I don't think there's a more secure quarterback in the country than Jalen Milrow. Dog. Okay, so these are both of my teams. Do you want to do first? Do you want your Red yeah. River or do you want your LSU? Let's – oh, man. Jaden Daniels Let's nice. talk about Jaden Daniels. Daniels because – Jaden Daniels nice. That's my – I need someone to explain to me why he's not the Eisen front runner. I know Michael Phoenix Jr. is the answer, but I need to understand why he's not on everyone's shortlist because that man gener- – he's an offensive generator, and that team needs every foot he can generate. Yeah, I love him. I think he's remarkable. Um, I still don't understand how someone that skinny is so good, specifically in the SEC, because he's a skinny man. Yeah. Like, he's a very he's a very skinny man. But this guy has over 400 rushing yards. There are – hang on, let me double check. Let me look Let me look this up real quick. Let me see. Russian offense, yards. There are teams that don't have 400 rushing yards. <laughs> BYU, Sam Houston, Hawaii, Colorado, and then you get to South Carolina. South Carolina is basically tied with Jaden Daniels for rushing on the season. That's wild. That's crazy. And by the way, they also have Logan Diggs, who also has almost 500 yards. This team, though, I I do think, and we talked about defense with USC. I mean, LSU gave up 700 yards uh, two weeks ago. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how it's gotten that bad that fast. Right. I mean, they got rid of, did they get rid of Corey Redman? They got rid of Corey Redman. I'm pretty sure they got rid of Corey Redman. Yeah. I think that's a huge game changer. And is it Corey Redman? LSU coach. I thought Brian Kelly could coach. He can coach offense. I guess. Oof. Yeah, Corey Raymond. Raymond, not Redman. Raymond. And. It's one of those things where Corey Ray, Corey Raymond's in Florida now, but they got they got rid of him, and and he was culture, dude. Like that dude, he was yeah. from New Iberia. He obviously he played for the for the Giants. He played at LSU, played for the Giants, played for the Lions, played um, in the NFL, and then he was like just an LSU dude for over a decade and they were just like we're gonna do it different and it's like okay are you sure because the way that we've been doing it this whole time it's been pretty good been pretty reliable like you can say what you want about lsu but man since since yeah there's been kind of particular particularly defensive backs it's kind of been the calling card and I have a I, I don't know how to feel about this because LSU's defensive coordinator uh, was my GA in college. So I want to really? be full disclosure for folks. Yeah, Matt House, he hated me. We hated each other. <laughs> like, and it wasn't like real hate. He just was like, he thought I could be better than I could be. And I was like, hey, man, you're being an asshole. <laughs> He's like, if you just don't go out on the weekends and, like, spend more time working, I'm like, I'm not going to the NFL, man. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Just let me do the thing I do. Just stop. I'm not going. I don't want to go to the NFL. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. So let me go out. Let me go out five nights a week, six nights a week. Let me go out every night. I have one night a week that I spend with my girlfriend's family because she's from Chapel Hill. I just have one night a week that I go to her house and have dinner. The other nights I go out and fuck, I show up to the facility. Yeah. Have I been drinking until three in the morning? Yeah, absolutely. Did I sleep in here? For sure. But am I on time for practice so you can't get mad at me? Absolutely. So just let me do this. I'll throw up over here. It's fine. I'm never going to be the worst player. But I'm never going to be the best player either. It doesn't matter if I if I would have quit drinking and only, like, done the T.J. Watt, like, what did T.J. Watt say? He's like, every, every, I stay, I, didn't, I never go out. Oh, oh, yeah, every yeah, time, yeah. every time a Michigan player is drinking a beer, I'm getting better than him. If I would have done that, I still would have just been the same place I'm in. So let me just stay in my place and at least I'm having some fun. Well, his secondary is trash. Um... Their secondary is bad. Which for a school that used to be called DBU, they're in a bad like 
What do you? Let me ask you something, because I know we got to move on. But let me ask you something. What do you think is going through Morris Claiborne, Patrick Peterson, Tyran Matthew, um, Grant Delpit? What do you think is going through their minds right now, watching this? I don't know how I, I, I confusion. I hope it's confusion. Otherwise, it's been happening longer than I've been paying attention to because Anger. I'm legitimately confused. Anger, yes, of course, but how do we get here so quickly? Seven hundred yards two weeks ago. So, and then five. What is it? Five hundred this past weekend? Yeah, that's twelve hundred and a gang of touchdowns in two weeks. What are we doing? Twelve hundred. Hang on, let me. <laughs> that's too many yards. That's too many yards. Objective. 1,200 measure, yards. That's too many yards. Bro, they got years where they only gave up 3,600 yards total for the whole season. For 15 games. Yards. 15 games, 3,600 yards. Two games, 1,200 yards. That's nuts. It's insanity. That's, Man, they're like literally. If you look at like year over year, like they gave up five thousand yards last year, which was also bad. Uh, five thousand yards the year before, uh, but they're already at. Listen, through five games, six games, oh, no. they're already at twenty seven hundred yards. Twenty seven hundred yards. They're gonna give up six thousand yards. That's crazy. You can't That's do that. Insane. That's, That's unsustainable. Nuts. That's unsustainable. Hey, no. tell me how I should feel about Dylan Gabriel, because I'll, I didn't know, and now I can't. I need to know more. I'm very, very, very impressed because he went out there and outdueled a very good Texas team, and uh, looked great doing it. So here's the thing: I'm a Dylan Gabriel fan, have been for a okay. while. I know Oklahoma fans are up and down, up and down, up and down on him because they don't think he's as talented as the kid. What is it, Jackson Arnold, that's behind him? Yeah. But here's the thing: I remember I was when I used to do. When I used to have another television show that also got canceled, uh, Emerge. Uh, God, I'm the king of cancel. <laughs> cancel king. And not like in like the Harvey Weinstein way. Just like my shows go off the air. But because it works better for scheduling to do something else. But no, we did a show called Emerge. I did it with Amina Smith. And Dylan Gabriel was one of the guys that we spotlighted because we had one of his games on air, but we looked at it and Dylan Gabriel was committed to Army at that point. Nobody else wanted him. Like, no one else even wanted this kid. He was committed to Army. He's coming from Hawaii. And um, he broke all of two of his high school records. And then he ends up at UCF uh, because of the other kid, the kid that destroyed his knee. It's not Miller Mitchell. It's – I'll find it. But the the small white kid that played at UCF, that was – Milton. Was it Milton? I think that was his name. And they he they kind of linked up because they're both from Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken, and um McKenzie Milton. And he he ends up at he ends up at UCF, plays great, has a great few years at UCF. And then um Gabriel has a couple he has a good year at UCF, two two really good years. It's the guy that threw for what, 29, 32. So he threw for like over 60 touchdowns there. And he's looking for a place to land. He ends up with Venables getting the job, ends up at, at Oklahoma, had a really rough first year. And then now they've got – they're cooking. And That's wild. I will say this. On College Sports Now, you can find it on all your podcast apps. Michael Felder did say Oklahoma will beat Texas. I didn't say – I didn't say give me Oklahoma in the points. I said Oklahoma's going to win straight up. <laughs> I said that's my dog. Oklahoma's going to win straight up. And they went out and took care of business. And honestly, Gabriel was matching. He was really good. Like this dude made some amazing plays. Thought he made some. I thought he left a couple points on the field. If we're being fair, yeah. like there are moments where, hey man, just tuck that ball and you have a first down. So you live to play another play instead of punting. But the defense for Oklahoma is the thing that I really enjoyed. Like they they showed up and that looked like a Venables defense. That looked like a team that where all the players were like, I got to do my job because this man will take me out of the game. 
and they got smoked last year. I think that yeah. also like you the carryover like, from the changeover from last year to this year's really stands out for me is particularly defensively. See, here's the thing for me. I look at it and here because like, I'm a Venables guy. I love Venables. Yeah. But the big thing for me with um with Venables is he will take your ass out of the game. Yeah. He will take you, he will take you out of the game. He does not care. And he, you know what he'll do? He he will put a walk on in the game. If he knows that that walk on is gonna do the right things, he yeah, will put exactly. he will put that dude in the game. And that's what I kind of looked at and was like, that was my biggest takeaway was Texas. And, and by the way, I do need to start called woo start called <laughs> amazing place. Yeah. Those, I mean, the pop pass was unstoppable. That was the best game of, I, I've seen this season, I think. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can get down with that. Yeah. I mean, they still – listen, here's the thing. They still gave up 500 yards yes. to, to, to Texas. But when you when you talk about how you give up yards, it's about when and where you're giving those yards up. Exactly. Context matters. Goal line stand. Mm-hmm. Goal line stand, unbelievable. Third downs, Wow. And I, I literally found myself being like, how did they know this was going to happen? Because there, there is, there's motion to quads from Sark. And I'm like, dude, motion to quads, like your whole shit is fucked. Like <laughs> there's nothing like, I don't know for folks that don't realize this, but like if you start out with three guys on the left side and a guy in the backfield and a guy on the right side, and then the running back motions all the way to the left side, now you got four guys and now you're, 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 Usually you only count one, two, three, one, two, three, and now you got to count one, two, three, four, and you're like, yep. "Yo, what are we doing?" And you're outflanked, and you have to move, and it's just it's crazy. But Venables had them ready to play, and I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool to watch. So yes, Gabriel had an amazing game. Uh, the running back had a really good game as well, and but the defense to me stood out because remember they were garbage a year ago. Garbage. But, and I think that garbage. was what really was. Nervous racking for people who are Oklahoma fans. Like, wait, Brandon Venables didn't bring a defense with him, and thank goodness, like you said, they showed up. Yeah. I need something to explain to me, like mm-hmm. I'm a child. Mm-hmm. These all stats are. This is the crazy. I want to give you three stats from the Alabama game. The last one's okay. the craziest. The first one is 321 yards passing. That's uh-huh. insane. 23 yards rushing is bad. 14 penalties for 99 yards. Oh yeah, he's pissed. He's furious. He's pissed. Um, so here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna do. One, I I stand by what I said uh in the UCF the USF game, USF game that Milro didn't play in. Yeah. That was saving that was saving showing people, okay, you get what you asked for, you dummies. Sure, you <laughs> idiots. You think we should be playing this other guy and this other guy? Sure. Fine, let's play him. Let's look. Let's see what this looks like. Here, Happy here. Now. <laughs> Good. Come on, you eat this shit sandwich. I'm at practice every day. I know who the best quarterback is. And then the other part of it is, is Saban sending a message to Milrow. This is what happens if you don't play. If you don't play, this is what we look like. We need you to be a difference maker. And he's risen to the occasion. So I love Very that nice. about him. Um, I mean, this guy went out uh, 21 for 33. You, as you mentioned, 321 yards. It also is a testament to this. The, oh, a guy that didn't he used to play at Georgia Burton? Yep. Yeah, Jermaine Burton. They're like, listen, we got a guy, Isaiah Bond, kind of, but we mostly just have this one guy, mm-hmm. and we have to throw it to him all the time which is what they had to do with our Darius Stewart. The problem was our Darius Stewart didn't have top-end speed. So everything for our Darius Stewart was in the intermediate. And Jalen Hurts didn't have top down-the-field arm. Our everything team. had to be intermediate. So that was a good marriage because Stewart wasn't going to take the top off nothing. And Hurts couldn't hit him if he did take the top off. If he did, yeah. But he could hit him in that anywhere from negative 3 to plus 12. He could hit him in there, and then Stewart could do the rest. So right. What we have here is I cannot throw the football to you. Watching watching Milrow throw the football anything below 12 yards is a crime. 
it is a crime. He well, reminds they, me of, they they kind of figured that out though, haven't they? They've increased right. the average, yeah. But it's it reminds me a lot of Devin Leary, who plays at Kentucky now, but was at NC State. I remember watching him coming out of high school, and everything was a missile. Dog. Everything was a missile. He missed some really bad ball yesterday. Yeah, Devin Leary. Yeah, man. I was, yeah. Before, I was like, oh, I get it. I, it was like training from NC State. I was like, I get it. <laughs> but he, but he, he he missed him. He misses him. What? How did he miss him? He missed him high. And he, he missed, missed him high. There was there was he missed. The uh, receiver was like, whoa. <laughs> there was one. Well, there, yeah, there's a couple smokers, but there was one where it was the perfect route called into cover two. The guy's running directly into the hole in the zone. And yeah, the ball just sails, and I was like, oh no. It yeah. was like the second drive, and I was like, oh, it's gonna yeah. be a long day. <laughs> this dude throw. He throws smoke, and he he kind of got it dialed in. But the same thing with Milrow is he's got to dial in. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Joe Milton at Tennessee, right? Like those, yes. those, those, those are really hard. When you've got an arm that's like a psych, like it's, it's, it's sick, but it's psycho. Like it's, it's literally like and your I can't whole life you've been told you're special because of this arm. Yeah, and then it's like you're Felipe Franks, and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this guy who's seven yards away from me? Am I gonna? You're Brett Favre, right? Like I guess I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> what if I'm gonna kill you with my arm? What happens? Yeah, then? I'm just, I'm gonna throw it as fast as I can to you. It's gonna it's hurt. Please catch try and catch it. Yeah. But you miss you miss those throws. But but with Burton, they've found a way to get him down the field. He can get open. He can take the top off. He can do that, and I love that about him. And so I, I love that. The, the biggest things for me, you mentioned the penalties. He's gonna lose his mind. Those false starts. That's what I wrote in my notes too. False starts. How? How? False I starts. How? I can't believe the number. Like this year. Like I, I remember feeling like, oh, it's a lot of penalties. Like while it's happening, but to yeah. look up and see fourteen penalties for well, an Alabama me, team. Like, it's well, let so me, many penalties. Let me ask you this, because obviously Alabama is doing the thing where they the guard triggers the center mm-hmm. to snap the ball, and then but somehow the tackle is disconnected from the guard because the tackle is who got those false starts. Because the tackle. So so the tackle. It'd be, especially considering they're winding up in that smoke so much. Yeah. It'd be irresponsible for him to keep his eyes in. Sure, I understand so he's, that. What he's trying to do is time it up after he sees the guard move. And something's just off. There's got to be a way. But the guard can't do both hands out. Right. The guard's got to have. I think he's trying to catch the guard in his peripheral and then time it up off of that. And I think he's just been wrong. And right, and the, so because we saw two things, we saw him be wrong multiple times in terms yes. of the center taking an extra beat mm-hmm. and him go. Then we also saw the center be wrong and move the reset the ball after the tap. He reset the ball, and then they were like, "You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> That's illegal." <laughs> hey man, you can't do that. Like, you can get away with a lot of stuff as a center. Like, you get away with, especially, oh, another thing. What do you think about these dead snaps? I'm so glad you noticed this kind of stuff because it's such a stupid thing. Yeah. No one cares about except for people like you and me. Yeah. It's what do you think about these dead, these, what do you think about these dead snaps in the shotgun? I played center for yeah. one spring. For You're one spring. Guy? It was horrible. Yeah. I, it sucks. It's I hard. It's a super hard job. I can't walk with a hammer time between my legs. I can't do it. Right. It's not my skill set. But what do you, but like these dead, so you know, you know what, you know what I'm talking about, like the dead snap where, like, it used to be the center held, hang on, I got one right here. There we go. Oh, come on. Oh, get long. It used to be the center held the ball like that, right? Yeah. Spir- straight up spiral back there. Yes. Now they're holding it like this. So, and it just, it doesn't spiral. It just kind of floats back to the guy. I was taught spiral. Right. And I'm also old. So like, right. I don't like this, but apparently that's what quarterbacks are being taught from like, well, like the, the throwing camps and shit like that. Like the, this is a quarterback request. Like I saw it on hard knocks. It was like, uh, Aaron Rodgers was demanding the dead snap stuff. And I was like, I don't like even but they also quarterbacks else. also throw the ball like this now, like oh no God. hands on laces, just like go. Is that turn an old man podcast? That's not old man, dude. Like the laces are on the goddamn fucking ball for a reason, man. 
like, not wrong. You're not wrong. Until they just wrong. make a smooth ass football then. Last but not least, I want to talk about the funniest game of the day because it wasn't a. a, a well, we haven't talked about Dion yet. Oh, we're gonna. Dion, I'm gonna close out with Dion. For, for okay. games, the funniest games. game of the game to me wasn't uh, Georgia Tech being like winning a stupid, stupid way. It yeah. wasn't even USC going to overtime. It was uh-huh. Notre Dame getting their asses thoroughly kicked for Dude. four quarters by Louisville. It wasn't a last second. Like, we pulled no. it out. It was a. We're gonna line up and beat the shit out of you. For Dude, they they gave them the they they gave them the blues. I don't know. Just just and the people who didn't see the game were just saw highlights. Like it's this is why I don't like red zone. I, I can't do red zone because I I want to see the totality of a football game how it works. See how things unfold. Because if you watch this game, there is at no point where you thought Notre Dame was gonna win. It never yeah. crossed your mind. Wire to wire. I mean, it was that was a massacre. It was hilarious. It's like they looked at what Duke did and were like, oh, we can do that. And they just decided to do it the entire time with no with no deviation or thought to mercy. Just we're going to keep doing it until you stop us. And guess what? Deep down, we know you cannot stop us. Oh, Jack Plummer played his behind off. I mean, oh you look God. at what these – this was a game. I mean, it was – it was. I felt bad, one – we got to get Marcus Freeman a better barber in South Bend. Um, he's too old to have that high fade like that. Like you gotta, you're an you're adult. So mean. You're so mean. How am I mean? The man's made. He's made a sectorial decision that I disagree with as well. But I mean, this is what he's. This is the life he's chosen. Dude, come on, man. You, he's not new to South Bend. Didn't he go there? No, he went to. Ohio, didn't he go to Ohio State? Oh, you're right. He did what I said, but he's been coaching. This is not his first year. Like no, it's like year three, year four. But like, I'm just saying, like, man, like, I hate his haircut. I also just, I have a strong distrust of uh, black men that don't have sideburns. Um, they all remind me of like guys from Florida that absolutely will steal your iPod out of your locker. Wildly specific, but also super accurate. <laughs> Sam Hartman threw three picks. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like Louisville just. This is, they this turned was, it on. Ugh. I loved it. They turned it on, man. I I love I, I, I love to see that. Like I love. Listen, here's what I love. It's everybody's like I like 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 the Red River shootout. Everybody's like, oh my god, it's such a good game. It came down to the wire, and I'm like, no, beat the hell out of someone and break their face open and make them quit. And they made Notre Dame quit, and it was over, and it was done. And I was like, okay, I don't have to watch this game anymore for the last. 10, 15 minutes. It's over. They're done. They're not coming back. You're it, done. There's something unique about watching someone just get beat to death. Absolutely. And, just and getting, what's the class? Getting volley Highlights or stat lines or someone telling you, oh yeah, Louisville beat Notre Dame. No, 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 no. Louisville grabbed a brick and hit Notre Dame until Notre Dame stopped moving. Yeah, they 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 went out there. I didn't know. I didn't know. Sam Hartman also lost two fumbles. Sam Hartman had yes. five turnovers. Yeah, they Louisville went out there and they were like, "Hey, man, like it's." But that's what that's the that's the beauty of football for me, and the thing I've always loved about this sport is there's a lot of times that people don't realize they're in a fight mm-hmm. until they're in it, and then it's too late. You can't come back from that. Once you once you bust somebody's head wide open, and they're trying to see through their blood, you got their ass. And that's what Louisville did. Like it was, I love that. Like I'm, like I, my wife hates when I talk like this, but like man, the violence of the whole the whole thing, I love. And they were, they just, they really got medieval on that ass. Colorado 27, Arizona State 24. In a night where two teams played two Arizona teams and essentially fucked her out yep. until they won. Like, yeah. at least this didn't take overtime, I guess. Sure, that was my number one goal. That was my number one thing. No overtime. <laughs> they got out of there on time. Yeah. I'm, I, let's, so, I'm, okay. Let's, you go, you go. A couple times. How long is Deanna Colorado? I say under two seasons. Under two full seasons. Yeah, because Shader, I, you know what? I think it depends on when Shader leaves. That's fair. Does he, he, left, does he, does he leave this year? That's fair. 
if he stays one more year, then we get two years of it. If he leaves after this season for the NFL, which he's very capable of doing. Yes. Then I think that somebody, people are going to be calling. People so, are going to call so, no matter what. So that's my thing. If Shadur leaves this year, there's what's the, and they go, and they go to like a mid tier bowl. There's zero point in staying because right. the way these kind of cons work is you increase the, yes. you, you outkick your coverage every year. If the coverage becomes mid-tier bowl, it becomes a lot harder to exceed that goal. Yes. And so the way the con works is you wait for someone to keep fucking up. Like, I don't know, high Florida. Yeah. And say, hey, look, look what I did with Colorado's resources. Miami. 12 months. Oh, Mario keeps fucking up. Hey, Miami. Like, you saw what I did at Colorado. Imagine what I would do here. Yeah. And that's the sell. Like, that's the scam. And the other one is TC. Like, like a Texas team would also be very attractive. Because he, well, um, he also, he's, he lives in, or he has lived in Texas for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The Texas thing and is he, very real. He set up his fake school there. Bishop Sycamore 1.0. I, um, I, here's the thing. And I just want to get this out there. Like, I, and I wrote about it, but I have a really hard time talking about Dion. Because I do want him to succeed, but I also am in your camp where like there's a there is a con in some of this. Oh, I I want and as long as we're all clear what the point is. The point is that's not the, the problem. Children. The point is not the kids. The point is the aggregation and um 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 and 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 celebration of Deion Sanders. If kids are helped in the process, so be it. But the goal is to increase Deion Sanders. And as long as we understand, we have the conversation under that paradigm, I can talk about how excited I am for Dion. But right. once you pretend that he gives a damn, that's when I have to be like, well, hold on. That's see, I think he, true. see, I, I think he does care. I do think he cares. I think he does give a damn. And I, I think he maybe, gives a damn as a byproduct to achieving his goal. But we don't have coaches that ever come out and say, I'm in a loss, say I'm proud of, the effort that these guys gave and I'm proud of them coming together and also accept responsibility in, in terms of maybe this is a me thing where I have to figure out a way where we can start a little bit faster and it's on me because this is a team that's kind of cobbled together. We, we, you know, we've got to get to know each other better. Like I like that part of it. So I do think that that is real. I don't think that he is, I think that's sincere. I think that's sincere. Really a good coach. I don't like, see. That's the part I don't know. Okay. I think he. Not, not, I think not, he's a. Okay. So, so let me take I think he has one. really good intentions. I think he has good intentions. I think he does want to help these kids. I think he is. I think those things are on the up and up. And, I don't and know if he's a good coach. But that's but that's where I say coach first because yes, the coach also has X's and O's. But if you don't have that foundation, then you are mm -hmm. a lot of people who we know are in coaching for the wrong reasons. He yeah. is in yes. coaching for the reasons, like you said, to actually tangibly help kids. Like, I do believe right. that. Whether his skills – I do believe that his skill set has increased. We've watched him build the plane in the air. We've watched him learn on the job. Bingo. And we That's also a great know way to put that it. he is taking it very seriously. Like, he's not yes. – as much as we, like, love the press version of Dion, his meeting rooms are not the way he ever behaved. Like, everything I've heard about it is – he runs it the way he knows he had to have it run for himself. Right. And so I don't want to intimate he's not taking it super seriously. No, I, I just think he is. I still I just don't that, know. Like, no. I, I think he is, as you said, I think building the plane in the air is a really great way to put it. Because when he was at Jackson State, he had the best players. By far. So no problem. Now he doesn't have the best players, or not all the best players. Especially their lives. God, they're small. Dude, <laughs> they got little boys out there. And... um. But building the plane in the air is watching that coaching staff, him included. They're like, okay, we can't play this way. We can't play straight up base defense. No. We have to find a way to slant, stunt, or blitz. Otherwise, they're going to eat our lunch. We mm. can't block everybody. So we've got to move the pocket. And... We've got to be deceptive to create space and opportunity. And they're, every game is an evolution of what they've learned about themselves. And so I really like that about him. Which is something you wouldn't say about, like, 
yes, it is kind of a build the plane in the air, but a lot of coaches are like, here's my shit, here's how I run it. This is how I do it. It's, it that's right. the difference between him and Matt Rule. Oh, or Luke Fickle, buddy. even. Yes, that's a great example. This, they don't have, he doesn't have a style. He doesn't have a thing yeah. that he does. What he does yes, is get his, football. He's like, I'll do whatever works. But the other, the other part for me, and this is the part where if you want to talk critique, this is where my critique comes in. And you mentioned this earlier. You kind of alluded to it. The trenches are built from the ground up, and if you unless unless you are Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, there you go, Texas. You just said one. You just said one of the jobs that may come open. The the what yeah. we have to understand hang on, is hang on, let me hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Texas, maybe Oklahoma, unless you're those schools. LSU is another one. You're not going to get the biggest fucking humans on the planet that can run four eights. You're not going to get those big dudes. So what do you do if you're Iowa, Utah, Wisconsin, Maryland? What do you do? You get guys that grow. But if you spin, and he said, this is the thing that pissed me off with Dion. He said, we're only going to take maybe five, six kids from college, from high school. Everybody else, we're going to the portal. And that's where I was like, that's not building a program. That's putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound and that don't that's that's not sustainable and that's the part where i'm like he talks out of the left side of his mouth because he's like the ncaa got to do something about this nobody taking these high school kids these high school kids are being left out in the dark and then he also goes oh we only taking like maybe five high school players and everybody else coming from the portal and i'm like you can't complain about this problem and then also be a part of this problem that's 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 the it's, he's not he's not actually complaining he's pro wrestling he's making me look at one thing and doing something else he's stomping the yeah. mat while you don't see me slap my leg for the kick yeah what's happened with Dion is you you got to understand that our interpretation of his plan isn't his plan our thing is well he can't build something like that sustainable in Colorado he doesn't want to build it of course, of course he's can't this is proof of concept now I get one of those places you're talking about that has the roots that has right. the sustainability that maybe florida who just got ran over by kentucky and you yep. know the problem isn't recruiting now no. i come in with my quote unquote louis luggage right because you can say that in colorado you can say i only need five kids but when you get to florida you don't have to be as reliant on the portal now you can be more judicious in your use of it now you're taking cream of the crop because you've already got the the, the inroads with recruiting hotbeds right. and your deon sanders so like yeah. now it's an additive to this thing and you've proven proof of concept dog if i can bring these kids to boulder and get it done in 12 months imagine what i could do in gainesville yeah that's a good point i just it just for me i just was it's a bit more I, openly callous than we're used to dude i let me tell you something i was doing i did a recruiting show friday and it was about the top five uncommitteds right now. And so you have to go through all the way down. I think the last kid was like number 59 in the country, right? He's a four-star kid, high four-star. He's uncommitted. Everybody else, like there's only five kids in the top 60 kids that are uncommitted. Signing day is a whole other. We can do another show for that. Right. But like signing day is completely different now. And the portal has made it like between moving it to December and then the portal, it's completely buck wild. Like everyone is terrified like there's no more like i used to do signing day videos like we used to do like i was at bleach report we were doing like skydiving videos for a kid yeah. Yeah. and now it's like psh, no <laughs> like i feel bad for like the under armor all-american game and like the, the army all-american game oh, wow yeah because those kids are already signed they're already signed they've been committed and nobody flips anymore no it, it doesn't happen but i was doing the show and what i realized i was like let me scroll down more like i want to get into like the 300s and all of a sudden it's like these kids like if you're a top 300 if you're like a, if you're if you're 250 to 300 like your options change drastically like those kids used to end up at alabama georgia they used to go to ohio state now these kids are like <sighs> I'm going to, I can go to Georgia Tech. I can go to, I guess I'm going to go to UVA or, and that's not bad. That's not bad. Right. I guess I'm going to UAB or I'm going to this because so many of those other schools are taking transfer portal kids 
that they they're not even waiting for you to have a spot. Like what we saw with Roquan Smith when he like Roquan, he would have been able to do that. Sure. Where he decides on signing day, I'm not going to UCLA. I want to take my time. And then he ends up at Georgia. He can do that. Those top 50 kids can do that. But every the further down you go, the the less, the fewer and fewer options you have. And it's it's crazy to see how many kids have no idea what where they're gonna play their college football as we are what are we? It's October eighth upon record. Right. Signing day is December twentieth. And there are kids who have no clue where they're going to play college football still. I had no idea at this point. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, just like, let that, like, like, let it sink in. Like, like at this point, like, here's the reality. At this point, when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm either going to go to UNC and walk on, or I'm not playing college football. I'm done. I was, I hadn't decided if I was going to play football or wrestle yet. Right. But your options were there. Yeah, I, I knew I knew the schools that wanted me, yeah. Yeah, my options were there. I knew what my options were. I knew what, the, what this looked like. I knew that if I had decided I was going to go to Wake Forest or Duke or ECU or Wofford, I knew what that looked like. But I also was like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I also, I'm, I'll be honest, if any listener knows, can you please like hit me up on Twitter or something or Instagram, Instagram at itsfelder. What does the application process look like for a December enrollment? Because you know they're enrolling in December now, right? Because of the bowl it's game. So it's so weird. It's gotten, that's a whole other three hour podcast. But yeah, it's I've got to run. I've got to run. Felder, thank you, you for I got to go too. I got to, I got to go take a shower. Well, go take a shower. Tell people where they can find you, man. All right, folks, check me out on uh, itsfelder.substack.com. I do a couple weekly free columns. I got a couple uh, behind the paywall um, uh, podcasts and some uh, Thursday fun plays where I draw up one of my favorite plays from the week, which is very cool. We, last week we did Weekside Cowboys, actually, and I really thought about you, Palm, because I was like, uh, what you really don't want to do is show it early because if a tackle sees it, he will kill you. <laughs> Um, so we got that going on. Uh, also every Friday college sports now, uh, on Learfield, anywhere you get podcasts. And every now and then I do a little thing with Bleacher Report where I'm, they let me, they kind of just let, they give me the keys to the castle, man. And they just let me go crazy over there. So I get to talk to the chat and I actually learned how to, um, share my screen and like throw up like videos and throw up stats. So it's pretty cool, man. I'm having a good time. And, oh, Got something new coming out. Can't talk about it yet. Just signed a contract. So we're going to do something new. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit more writing, but I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Well, we're going to have there to hit more on here in the fall, hopefully. And we can, uh, maybe I'll show up at, uh, on a hand in the dirt. You guys can give me father and advice. We'll be at eight weeks this coming Friday. Got that Ooh. appointment. Excited for it. Cannot wait. Um, How do you take but, notes? You take notes? Yeah, I got them on notes app. Okay, good. I, I Listen, I do. I, I use a Google Doc. I'm sure I've gotten, I started a new job like two weeks ago and they're big and they've got this uh, task manager, Asana, that I've really been kind of diving into. Like this could really be something that yeah. actually like bleeds into my actual life to like measure. So, yeah, I got, I have a Google doc from every single pediatrician appointment my kids ever had. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'm, again, like I'm I said, excited. anything, anytime you want to ask if this is normal or what, what happened when you, you, when you went for this, I'm right here for you, big dog. Let's get out of here. Man. All right, man. Thanks for coming. You guys, thanks for listening. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.